Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So, when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast. My name is Rick Rando and if you are listening and you're an avid listener, you will now realize that my co-host is not here. (laughs) Well, technically she's here, but um, yeah, she has, I believe, laryngitis or some sort of illness that has taken her voice away and she is without voice and has been for a couple days. So where you would normally hear, hello and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And then I would say, and I'm Rick Rando. Yeah, you didn't hear that because there is no Julie Rando today. It's just me. And we contemplated like, what do we do? Do we not put out an episode? Um, but we both decided that I would try a solo show. So if it goes bad, it's all on me. But I I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. So usually, if you're new, Julie brings two questions to me. I bring two questions to her. We we banter. We go back and forth. And um, I didn't prepare two questions because she's not here. However, however, my lovely, wonderful, beautiful, talented, extremely thoughtful wife prepared two questions for me so I could answer them in um, the the same format. So uh, yeah, so here, here we go. Um, question number one from Julie to me, and I'm reading it for the very first time. It says, what's your advice for keeping kids engaged in the summer months? Hmm. Well, Julie, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a unique time that we live in right now, as you know, because technology reigns. And by keeping kids engaged, uh, we're talking about being present with them. Um, I think sort of having a daily plan is important. Uh, laying out the week maybe in advance is also important. So, okay, so Tuesday, we're going to go to you know an amusement park. Uh, Saturday, we're going to do bike riding. Friday is just a lazy day. We're just going to hang around the house. Uh, board game night is Wednesday night. Uh, and maybe play dates are Mondays. I mean, I don't know what it looks like in your family, but in ours, we have to plan things out because A, if you don't put it on the calendar, it doesn't get done. And B, um, just sort of running rickshaw throughout the week, uh, time just goes on you really fast. And you blink and you realize, oh my gosh, it's the end of summer and we didn't do this and we didn't do that and we didn't check this off our list and you're cramming things in before school starts and that's not a really good way to end the summer. So number one is have a plan, have a weekly plan. Number two, maybe have a daily plan um, saying, okay, well, this is what time we want to get moving. This is what time we want to get out the door. Uh, This is the time that uh, we want to go see that, that movie in the movie theater. The movie starts at 1130 at 145 at 315. Let's pick a time. And also um, 
allow the kids to have some voice in that because if you are engaged in part of the decision-making process, you are involved. And when you're involved, you're so much more likely to get excited about what you're about to do. So if mom says, okay, well, you know, we have to go to the movies and I'm not really crazy about that movie. But if your kids pick the time and they also get to pick the snacks or maybe take your snacks in, I don't know what kind of family you are, but that's the kind of family we are then they're so much more likely to get excited when it's time to leave to go to the movies or to go to the play date or to go to the, um, you know, the amusement park or or whatever. I'm not talking about, you know, like a a four day, you know, vacation amusement park. I'm talking about a Six Flags or, you know, a Kennywood or something like that, if you're familiar with that on the uh, on the East Coast. So uh, and my last tip, I think, is find value in the small things. So just riding a bike can be a really big deal, especially if, you know, you're not bike riding people. Um, Or finally watching that movie that you wanted to watch forever at home with theater popcorn or snacks. Um, It's kind of a big deal, especially if, you know, the youngest gets to pick, which the youngest usually never does. Um, So I, I would say to make summer the most fun, start with bucket list items. So you say, okay, kids, This summer is two and a half months. The summer's two months. The summer's a month and a half, depending on where you live. What do we want to do? What are our non-negotiables this summer? What do we have to do this summer to make this the best summer ever? And let each child list them off. I got to have play date with this person. I got to go to, you know, to the park. I want to shoot marbles. I want to, you know, do whatever, whatever it is, whatever's on the list. And sky's the limit here. You know, don't, don't say no right away. Just put it out there. And let the kids come up with anywhere between between 10 to 12 items and then start planning, planning your weeks, planning your days. How are you going to get this in? You know, um, one of the things that we have not done yet is spend a night in our in our treehouse. Um, we built the tree uh, treehouse for the kids uh, a couple years ago, and we still haven't spent the night out there. And last um, you know summer, we were going to do it. And then all of a sudden, it's the end of summer you know, the weather's not cooperating and you're just trying to, you know, cram it in. And that's never a good way to do things. And it was just because we just got busy and we didn't put it on the schedule. So bucket lists are really good and let the kids make their own list, put them on the refrigerator and then plan accordingly. So hopefully that answers your question, Julie. I mean, you're not here. So um, the second question that she brought to me why is it important to acknowledge being in different seasons? Season of training for a marathon, season of rest, etc. Okay, so let me read that again. Why is it important to acknowledge being in different seasons? Ooh, this is a really, really good question. So before, when I was younger, I would think of a season as in like winter, fall, spring, that kind of thing. And if you've been following along, you know that summer which we are approaching right now, is my least favorite season. But I will tell you that after summer, of course, it becomes fall. Um, and that's my most favorite season. So I would just think that, that that would be the seasons. But, you know, as you get older, you realize that seasons come and go, and they don't necessarily have to be three months. You know, like when, when you, you have a child that's first born, you know, you know that that is a season of no sleep and survival. It is... Uh, you know, um, coffee at all hours of the day, um, being irritable, problem solving, 
blowout diapers. I mean, it's it's constant crying and feeding and trying to figure out what's wrong. And if you're especially if you're a parent, you know that that is a season of of crazy. <laughs> um, if you're about to launch something, um, whether you're doing a new project or a side project, or maybe you released a book, or maybe you know you're you're trying something with um, you know a business, or even just a home renovation project. That's a season of again instability and problem solving and dust and all kinds of crazy craziness that comes out. And then there's a season where you really have nothing. And we've been talking about the last couple of weeks where May just feels like you're just cramming everything in, and it can be just this overwhelming, just <laughs> this overwhelming feeling that it's never going to end or that you can't do anything right or you're going to miss something or you blink and it's over. And I would just say that when you acknowledge the season you're in, you get to own the results, good and bad. So you just have a baby, you know that you, you kind of know what you're in for, especially if it's number two or three or, you know, seven or eight. But if you're in number one, um, and, or if it's your first child, if you don't know, it's coming. It's, it's crazy. Uh, and that might not be the best time to train for a marathon. You know, um, same kind of thing. If you're training for a marathon, it might not be the best time to get into the powerlifting competition that you've always wanted to do. Um, and I think for me personally, and I can just speak for me because Julie's not here, I really struggle with that because as somebody that is a three, as my wife would, would, would call me, I'm always looking to climb the next mountain to see what the next hurdle is to, you know, put the next feather in my cap. And, you know, I think that I, especially at 40 years old, have really forgotten the rest season. I've forgotten that, you know, it's okay to rest. It's okay to take time and slow down and enjoy in your kids' activities or enjoy um, just picking your kids up from school. Um, I think that by acknowledging the season you're in, um, you own the results, and then you can look forward to the next season uh, without shortchanging the one that you're in. So even new parents, when you're struggling with the newborn, you know, that's kind of the good stuff, you know, that's the good stuff where you can, you know, they still fall asleep in your arms and snuggle and they're so cute and you get to dress them up and take pictures and, and it's, it's just a special time. So I think that acknowledging the seasons are good. It's good for you. And also, it also signifies when one is coming to an end. I haven't run a whole lot since marathon season because you know, that's not the season I'm in. Um, I'm in training for black belt collie season right now. And, uh, you know, once that's over, I, I, I'm taking a break. I am taking a break from physical, um, physical feathers. How about that in the cap? It'll be something different for sure. And I know I haven't talked about this for a while is that, you know, I have a, a book that's just sitting, waiting to come out and, uh, it's just not the right season. It's just not the right season. Um, through no fault of anyone else's. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so those are my two questions. Good job, Julie. Good job on your questions, uh, question asking. Um, I would ask, you know, something about food, I'm sure, or something about Chick-fil-A or something nostalgic. But uh, since you're not here to answer, um, I'm going to go right to my couch crumb this week. So my couch crumb this week is a little bit different. Um, the pollen. The pollen in Western Maryland is real, people. 
Um, I spent the majority of the day at my my child's field day uh, outside and, you know, running a station. And I guess we were right next to something, ragweed or something, I don't know. And I must have sneezed about 100 times. Eyes got puffy, they got watery. And it's still early in the, in the, I say this in air quotes, summer season. So the pollen is real. So if you suffer from allergies, I feel you. I feel you. That's just another little tiny thing um, about summer that I'm not a fan of. The second thing is I got sunburned while I was there. And I was literally only out in the sun because we were in the shade doing our, our, our station. Literally only out in the sun for about 20 minutes. And my nose is red. My nose is red, people. The nose is red. And I was only out for 20 minutes summer, summer. I know some of you love it. Also that my, my, my wife is sick. That's definitely a couch crumb. So like I said, we didn't know if we were going to do a podcast. Should we do a podcast? Are you even listening? I mean, do you want to hear me? I don't know. I mean, let's face it. Julie's the star of the show. Um, but the left side of the couch, we had to get out there because we're the ones with the voice. The other side, the right side has, has no voice. She has no voice. She has no voice for several days. So I'm sure, um, next week, She'll be back in action, ready to go. Okay, my prop your feet up is, for the first time in many, 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 many years, I am playing with my daughter old school Nintendo. So I had a friend of mine for Christmas one year. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it was for my birthday. Uh, he, he got me one of these, you know, one of these plugins. It looks like a little tiny miniature old school Nintendo and you plug it in a USB port and all that stuff. And it has, you know, the old school controller and it has, I don't know, maybe a hundred games on it or something like that. And one of the games on there, obviously you have, you know, Mario and Mike Tyson's punch out, stuff like that. But one of the games is the legend of Zelda, which is my, one of my favorite games as a kid all time. It frustrated me beyond belief because I could never figure out the world and how to beat the dungeons and all that stuff. And now there's this beautiful, wonderful, magical thing called the internet. And you can Google it and you can click on it and boom, up pops exactly how to get all the potions and the coins and the rupees and how to get the magical sword and the wristband and the bracelets. And it's all right there. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. So my daughter is definitely into it. My son was down there. We were just playing. I think we played for an hour, for an hour today. And uh, that is definitely a prop your feet up. Because if you know me, if you know me in any capacity, I am not a video game person. And I think that's why The Legend of Zelda speaks to me. Because I think it was it came out in the 80s. And that's my jam, man. That's my speed. Up, up, down, down, left, right. You know, you got your AB. There's no fancy, you know, buttons there. No third player view. You know, just, you're just a little dude trying to find the Triforce. Okay. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. So that's it, guys. Holy cow. That's it. One of the quickest podcasts we've ever done. And I miss my partner. Let me just tell you. When your partner is not healthy, it's not healthy. <laughs> and uh, it makes you step up and it makes you uh, just realize how much they actually do. And if you made it this far in the podcast uh, with me today, just know that my wife is, ama is an amazing human, and I could not do life without her. She is so special, and she's so she's so strong. And to see her 
be weak is tough. It's hard for me because she's the rock, people. It's the right side of the couch. It's the right side rock that keeps the left side grounded for sure. So that's it. That's it. I'm not going to give you any more. I'm not going to ramble anymore. So listen, guys, if you're a first time listener, please come back next week. You'll hear Julie or you know what? There's like 30 some episodes, you know, pick one and, and go to it. But next week we'll be back in action. It'll be a full force, full episode, two questions from me, two questions from Julie. But in the meantime, continue to be a light out there, people. Believe me, this world, they need you. They need your energy. They need your positivity. They need you lifting, lifting them up because this world, it's so dark. So many people don't have Jesus. And uh, I encourage you to continue to, uh, to, to be great out there and uh, find that victory couch for you. Snuggle up, squish on in with your loved one, and uh, just continue to get better. In the meantime, if you are so apt, please leave us a review and uh, connect with us on socials. If not, we will see you next week right here on the Victory Couch. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.